Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at, at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Uh, our praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. on Sundays. On Wednesdays, a Bible study begins at 7 p.m. And on uh, Saturdays, you'll find us on KKLA.com uh, or 99.5 FM. But you know, we have something else that we've added to it because the Lord has blessed and we have published uh, uh, several books uh, on Amazon. Uh, each book also will have its own podcast um, and so we'll talk more about that a little later because we're certainly about handling the business for the Lord. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful. We're bold. Uh, we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. And so with that being said, we're going to go into a word of prayer. And whatever your request is, thank you, Jesus. I am so excited about the Lord because he is a prayer answering God. Whatever your request is this morning, maybe you thought he didn't hear you. I know I have felt that way before. But while we're, uh, we have Shekinah Glory, the, uh, a song that is going to be playing and ministering uh, in our spirits, let's call upon the Lord. The Bible said, whosoever shall call upon the Lord, but shall be saved. And so we have this, this artist, uh, Chicana Glory Ministry, and while it's playing, let's seek the Lord. It's time to seek him while he can be found. Whatever it is, I want you to pray, Lord, let your will be done. Uh, don't pray for a boyfriend. Don't pray for a girlfriend. Don't pray for a husband or a wife. Lord, give me, give me one of those. No, mm -mm. ask God to bless your soul. Lord, bless my soul. Lord, I want to be found pleasing in your sight. I want to be found pleasing in your sight, Lord. I want to be found in your will. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I, I need the Holy Ghost. Lord, I, I need to be holy like you. Bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Will your spirit stay? 
Jesus. Lord God, we thank you for an opportunity to seek your face. We thank you, Lord God, for you woke us up this morning. You gave us a reasonable portion of health. Lord God, you blessed us with the ability and a mind to think upon your name, to call out upon your name. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, you're so worthy. Lord God, to receive the glory and honor that is due unto you. Lord Jesus, we want to bless you and we want to do it the way you desire. Lord God, your desire is important to us. Your will being done in our lives is important to us. 
Lord, help us. Help us to do your will. Help us, Lord God, so that we don't fall short. Lord Jesus, that we don't overlook anything. You've given us the ability. You've given us a mind. You've given us, Lord God, of your word. So we have instructions. We know what to do and how it should be done according to your word. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that you will bless those that are listening. Those that will be tuning in later, according to their scheduled times. Lord Jesus, have your way, Lord. Have your way in our lives. Lord Jesus, bless those that are faithful, faithful in their attendance, faithful in supporting of the ministry, their ministry, their local ministry, Lord God, those that are faithful, Lord God, to their, their home churches. Lord Jesus, I pray that you stir up the mind of the backsliders. Lord God, for the saving of their souls. Lord, we thank you, Lord, and we honor you on this day. Lord Jesus, you understand those that are and know everyone that that is sick among us. Lord Jesus, those that are bedridden, that cannot be in service because of that reason. Those, Lord God, that are, Lord Jesus, that have special requests, those that have unspoken requests. I ask, Lord God, that you would bless them. Lord Jesus, that it be done according to your will. Lord, we ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Lord God, those that are tearing for the Holy Ghost, ask that you would fill them as you did with Cornelius. Lord Jesus, have your way, Lord. Give us hearts to hear, ears to hear, hearts to receive. Lord, and we'll give you praise. We'll give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. At this time, we are going to have opening scripture. We have a, quite a bit of service today. Um, speaking at 1130 a service. Um, and I'm going to set the system so that it will pick up uh, the message at, at that time, uh, uh, which may be about 1230 uh, our scheduled time somewhere around there uh, at the um, appreciation service of my uh, uh, friend and, and pastor, um, Elder Michelle Millender. And so we'll be there speaking to help celebrate uh, actually the home church in which I grew up in. And so we thank God for that. So it's going to be a busy day and I'm soliciting your prayers. That's why I mentioned it. But, but at this time, we're going to have opening scripture and I, and I believe a testimony of what God is doing because God is doing things. And, and if you don't, if we don't tell you, you, you may not know. Uh, and, and so at this time, we, we thank God for for a deacon die. Psalms one fifty says, "Praise the Lord! Praise ye the Lord! Praise God in the sanctuary! Praise Him in the firmaments of His power! Praise Him for His mighty acts! Praise Him according according to His excellent greatness! Praise Him with the sounds of the trumpet! Praise Him with the psaltery and harp! Praise Him with the timbre and dance! Praise Him with the stringed instruments and organs!" Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Acts 2, 46 and 47. And they continue daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word.
I thank God for what he's done for me. I thank him for being the head of my life. And last year, last year we went on a consecration at the beginning of the year. No, excuse me, not last year. We went on a consecration and as we consecrated, I actually had a bank contact me from a car loan that I had 15 years prior and said that they owed me back interest on that car loan. And I praise God that the check came in right at the right time. And I praise him for that. And God is good all the time. And he'll look out and he'll see what you need as long as you are faithful to him and do what, as he says. I thank y'all for being with me and I thank you for, for what he's done. Amen. Certainly we, we thank and praise God for, for the testimony and the words of encouragement. Uh, they, you, they were looking for you. Is that correct? Yes, they were looking for me. The, the bank was hunting him down. So see, it's not every time they hunt you down is that they're, they're trying to get something from you. They was trying to give something to him that had collected interest and everything over time, you know, and so God is in the blessing business as well. And that wasn't because he, he planted a seed offering or anything like that. He was just being faithful to the Lord. And that occurred, you know, so and we believe in giving. We believe in, in tithing and offerings unto the Lord. Matter of fact, if you look on, um, I, I believe that even within our uh, broadcast system, it allows you to support the ministry at your will, at your discretion, you know, and certainly we thank God because that's how ministry um, support comes. It is through the giving of the people. And so God blesses us that way too. I'm a giver. I'm a tither, you know, um, and, and so I thank God for that. We're going to, um, uh, there is a praise melody and then we're going to, after this praise melody, then we're going to, we're going to venture into something this morning that is very important. So I want you to get your, your pencil, get your paper out, get your Bible out. And, and so, um, uh, because it has some important information that I want to give you concerning your soul salvation and the soul salvation of others. And so, um, mighty God, mighty God, bless your Lord Jesus, bless your Lord. And so again, we're listening to Shekinah Glory and this, this worship song, and let's worship him in the beauty of holiness. And then we're going to go into the word of God with a very important message from the Lord.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. you lord again that is shekinah glory i need more you know in the first part that we had heard was uh yes that's by the same artist you know we support gospel artists and ministry and really believe in that and so i want to encourage you to do the same you know it's nothing like worship worshiping the lord and i want to dedicate that song also to to latina Sister Latina, who listens in all the way from Maryland, uh, Handover, Maryland, and those that are also that are listening there. God bless you. You know, it's uh, excited about the Lord. As I said, there's so much that I want to say, um, but time is not going to permit me to to do all of that uh, today, do all of that today. So uh, um you're going to hear some pages being turned. You know, as we uh, want to direct your attention uh, to 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. I want to direct your attention to 1 Corinthians, the, the 10th chapter, and get your pencil out, get your paper out, you, you know, or um, your tablet, whatever you're using to take notes with uh, as we talk about the doctrine of water baptism the doctrine of water baptism. And so I'm gonna be giving out some scriptures for you to cross-reference, for you to go back and, and read as well. And um, you know, you're gonna hear some pages turning because I, I have my Bible. I have my oldie but goodie, I call it that because it is so tattered and worn and taped together. Um, I'm still breaking in my new Bible that I purchased and trying to unstick the pages that are, you know, because it's new. But this uh, particular Bible that I have is a lot of highlights in it, a lot of notes from yesteryear's messages that my pastor had preached to me and, you know, and other ministers that ministered the word and you, you write notes down in it. And so I like writing in my books. I like, you know, I use my books as, as the notebook themselves. So as when we talk about baptism, water baptism, some say that water baptism is not essential. It's not necessary. They said it's an open celebration of that you received or that you're claiming to believe in Christ. And I'm going to, I'm not saying anything to offend uh, anyone. I'm just dealing with the facts of what the word of God says. And I'm going to take my time within I'll stop when, when I need to stop, but, uh, but dealing with the facts, because we are talking about your soul salvation. Now the Bible said there was, and, and I'm reading from John three right now, uh, said there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And the same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do the miracles that thou doest except God be with him. A little, little praise there. Man, we, we, we know who you are. You, you know. 
Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So Jesus did not spend time uh, poking his chest out and, you know, and uh, rubbing his um, beard and or anything like that. But he went straight to the message. Truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. It's important to understand in that, uh, that third chapter of John, in that fifth verse, he said, except a man be born of water and spirit, he cannot, he cannot, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He also said in that third verse, you can't even see the kingdom of God unless you're born again. Jesus is saying this, not, not any theologian, not anyone that has went to school and, and got a doctrine, PhD, philosophy, you know. But what does the word of God says? What did Jesus say? Jesus felt baptism was important. He felt it was important. Yes, he did. And so we should also think of baptism as being important also. If Jesus felt it was, then why wouldn't you? Why would you take one scripture, one verse of scripture that says, if you confess with your mouth, that he is Lord, you know, that, that you're saved at that point. There's more to that. The, the word of God said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So baptism is important. If you continue to read on, you'll find that as John was baptizing, under the baptism of repentance, Jesus also was baptizing. Jesus was baptizing, well, the Bible said, but not him, but his disciples. But he was there encouraging them to baptize. So Jesus trained them well. How about you? Now, if Jesus was baptizing, then that makes baptism essential. That makes it necessary. We read about, and you'll find it in John, the Gospel of John, we're gonna go on. The Bible points out to us and tell us that the first, the first baptism was under the cloud. It was in the sea in which uh, the children of Israel passed through. They were baptized unto Moses. First Corinthians 10, one through two said, moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant. How that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the sea. And so uh, baptism, this is what we first read in the Old Testament of baptism. The second baptism that, that we read about can be found in Matthews, Matthews 3 and 11. Now, if you have it, if you have Matthews 3 and 11, because as I'm calling these scriptures out, you know, um, you certainly want to turn in. If you're using digital, then I, I know that you're, you're getting it really, uh, <laughs> that you're pulling it up really fast. Baptism was preached and executed 
by John the Baptist. And, and I love when I read in Mark, Mark gives an account and said John was baptizing in, under the baptism of repentance. Repentance is necessary. And it goes along with baptism. When you say, I repent of my sins. You, you know, um, when I go to the gym and I come home, my clothes are stained from my exercising, you know, and or when I go to when you go to work, various things that you may do, whether you, maybe you might play with the kids or, you know, when your clothes get soiled, you wash them. Sin soils you. You need the stain of sin removed. And so the Bible tell us that in Matthew's 11, 3 and 11, it says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So there John baptized and he talked about the baptism of repentance, but he also talks about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's necessary too. There are many that say, I believe God. I, I've confessed with my mouth that, uh, that he is my savior, but they have not received the Holy Ghost. Well, we all feel the spirit of God. You might feel the spirit of God, but have you been filled with the Holy Ghost? Uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna continue on in the baptism. In Acts, as often heard, quoted by many, the second chapter and the thirty-eighth verse, it says that it, we know the setting here was that uh, the day of Pentecost had come, and something miraculous happened. They went back to Jerusalem. The Lord had told them to meet him in a certain place after the resurrection. And they went back to Jerusalem as instructed. And they were in the upper room. Now, 500, 500 heard the instructions from what we know of. Only 120 followed, including Mary. Mary did not receive the Holy Ghost until she was in the upper room. Even though she was the, the Holy Ghost had moved up on her and she gave birth to the word of God, Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. The 14th verse in would be held his glory as the only begotten son of the father, full of grace and truth. When Mary spoke to Elizabeth, cousin Elizabeth, salutation, the baby, John, leaped in her womb and he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Elizabeth was filled with the, but Mary did not receive the Holy Ghost until she went to the upper room. All of those that was there at 120, that was obedient, obedience, obedient, obedient. Obedience is better than sacrifice, obedience. Are you obedient to what you're instructed? They went to the upper room and something miraculous happened. And there were other people that was witness of what occurred. And so uh, Peter, Peter began to talk and he took his text from the prophet Joel, took his message from the book of Joel. And he begin to express the word of God. And the 37th verse says, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? We've heard what you said. We've been convicted by the words that have been preached. What shall we do? And, Peter, and then Peter said unto them, repent, and be baptized, every one of you, for the in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sin. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's important to understand that Peter, Peter was told that Peter, uh, when you when you have been strengthened, strengthen the brethren. 
they he gave them what they needed because he understood the instructions that had that he had received. Baptism in Jesus name is appropriate for the dispensation of grace, and that's what we are. We're in the dispensation of grace. That's what we live today. And so um, there's a significance here. The scripture is clear about the baptism. Mark 16 and 16, Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And Jesus said this, not Jesus said, so who am I or any other minister to come back and say, well, it's not necessary. I certainly agree with the word of God. It is necessary. And so uh, uh, Peter tell us in 1 Peter 3, 21, he said that uh, baptism also now saves us. It's essential. Jesus himself was baptized, fulfilling all righteousness. You'll find that in Matthews 3, 13 and 16. It is also through baptism that we receive Christ, how we get into him. Now, Galatians 3 and 27 says, many of you that have been baptized into Christ have put him, put on Christ. So baptism is how we put him on. The Holy Ghost indwelling in us is how he puts us on. Okay. The 19th chapter of Acts points something out that is interesting, and you should not skip by this. It says, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples said unto them, have ye received the Holy Ghost since you believe? It's a good question to ask this morning. It's a good question that should be presented to the entire world. For all that say, I believe. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Now, every place that we read in the scripture where the Holy Ghost was received, there was an audible. It was demonstrative. Yes. There is an evidence of the, 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 the Holy Ghost being received. If you don't have that evidence, it's just like having a $100 bill. And yes, it's a piece of paper. It's the color. It may have some serial numbers on it, but then you take the the corners off of it. You take it, you cut off the corners that don't no longer say 100. It's going to be looked at very suspiciously because something is missing. The evidence of what it is, is missing. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Not anyone taking you in a room, teaching you to speak Latin, teaching you to speak Swahili, Italian, teaching you to speak Aramaic, Hebrew, or anything else. That is not the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is not something you're taught to do. It is received. It is a gift of God and is given by God is given to those that receive and you have to wait on it. You have to wait and receive it. I was talking to a brother one day and he said that he was told by uh, his pastor at that time that it, 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 he asked him, he said, do you want to receive the Holy Ghost? And he said, yes, I want the Holy Ghost. And, and so he told him, you, you look at the, the writing underneath Jesus on the cross or above him on the cross. And, and just repeat that over and over again and repeat it very quickly. And that is speaking in tongues. Uh, well, the devil has been a liar since the beginning of time. 
He's a liar. And he's a father of liars. I'm not calling that man a liar. He's been misled to tell somebody that. But you want to be careful because if you believe a lie, the Bible said you shall be damned. Don't believe a lie. Believe the truth. And the truth is written in the word of God. The Bible said heaven and earth shall pass away. But his word is going to stand. Have you believed? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be a Holy Ghost. So for those that have not heard or have been misled in thinking that the Holy Ghost was for a different day and a different time, it's not for this day and time in which we live. Uh, again, the devil is a liar. He's twisted. We're not going to go no further with that. And he said unto them, unto what were ye baptized? And they said unto him, John's baptism. So we were baptized under the baptism of repentance. Then said Paul, John barely baptized with the baptism of repentance. He truly did that. But he also said unto the people that ye shall, should believe on him which should come after him, and that is on Christ. Believe on Christ. John, the apostle John, the apostle unto the Gentiles, is giving this message to those disciples of John. And when they heard this, just like you're hearing it right now, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came upon them and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about 12. A friend of mine was, uh, had come to me and he said, I'm going to be baptized. Now I'm gonna post a baptism uh, on, our, on our website of what baptism, you know, as according to the scripture. And so, uh, so that'd be up later after we return from services. But a friend of mine came and he said, he said, Carl, I'm, I'm going to be baptized. We have been talking about the word of God and, and I gave him scriptures the same as I am uh, teaching this morning. And so when he went to the church, he told them it is important that I be baptized in the name of Jesus. Not under the titles that people are accustomed to doing. Title, father is a title, son is title. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment here. And son is title. The baptism of John was superseded by the baptism of Jesus' name. And so we see that here in this 19th chapter. John himself referred those to Jesus. That you should believe on the one that is going to come after me. You should believe on him. Now, many baptized according to Matthews 28 and 19. It says, uh, using the titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Jesus said, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name. Name, singular, name, not titles, name. Now, John never heard Jesus make this statement because he had been dead for about three years at this time. Jesus had been dead for about three days and three nights and had risen and was about to ascend uh, before this statement was made. So John used a ceremony that he had, had never heard. Now, when we look at the names, singular name implies that there is only one name. You need to know the name. Now, sometimes you watch a movie. 
And in the movie, they're trying to cast out a devil. You know, uh, they've called on Father Mahoney and Father Mahoney and came over to, to, to do an exorcism. And he does the whole thing with the cross and, you know, on his chest and everything. And, you know, hold up uh, some, some beads with a cross on it and say, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. And that demon goes nowhere. But that's a movie. We're talking about real life here. We're talking about what's real. The power is in Jesus' name. The power of salvation was declared very early on. And so we should, uh, we should use the power of the name that has been given unto us for this purpose. The name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is essential for your salvation. Matthews 1 and 21 says, and she shall bring forth a son and thou shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. She brought forth a son, and his name was called Jesus. What for the the name of Jesus shall save the people from their sins. That is what you want removed out of your life. Sin. The name of the Father, Jesus uh, said, I come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. That's John 5 and 43. I come in my Father's name. We just read Matthews uh, 1 and 21. And she'll bring forth a son, and his name shall be called Jesus. The name of the Holy Ghost. Jesus speaking to them said, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name. Now, let me ask you a question here. Who is Jesus' father? Who is Jesus' father? Who is Jesus' father? In the scripture of who his father is. While you're looking for that scripture, you can comment it in. I, I want to see some comments there from, from Paul, from Emma, from, uh, from Kenny. Listen. Comment in. Who, what is Jesus' father's name in the scripture? John 14 and 26, after the command of Matthew 28 19, Jesus led his disciples as far as Bethany. The Bible said, then he opened their understanding. He opened their understanding. So when people, well, you know, uh, no, Jesus opened their, they were clear. They were clear on what needed to be done. They were not making mistakes. Your soul salvation is important and mistakes are not to be made. Now, it doesn't mean that, that we that, that a person know it all. I don't know it all. I know enough to help you be saved. I know enough to, to get you from uh, from to, to make sure that you don't go to hell. I know enough to make sure that you don't wind up in hell and then hell being cast into the lake of fire, because that's what the Bible said will happen. I know enough to help you. I know enough to help myself to live safe and to live holy unto the Lord because I, I was taught well from reading the word of God and listening and asking questions. You ought to ask some questions sometime because it is about your soul salvation. Luke 24 and 47. 
Jesus said that, uh, no, I'm going to start at the 46th verse. And he said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise up, the, to raise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And where were they at? They were at Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost. And they understood the message should be preached in his name. That's what they did. They followed the instructions of Jesus Christ. Luke records that even Paul followed the instructions of Jesus Christ. You, you have an answer? Let's see. Let's see what Matthews 1 and 20 says. Matthew 1 and 20 says, but while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, Mary's um, boyfriend, fiance, the love of her life. Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. So that would make the Holy Ghost Jesus' father. And he came in his father's name. And she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus. There is no way around the name of Jesus. It's essential for your soul salvation. So when you hear someone say pray and they or preach or prophesy or declare the word of God or anything else, and it is not in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. According, I believe it's over in Colossians, whatever you do in word or deed, do in the name of the Lord Jesus that's everything that we do. We do it in the name of Jesus. As the word of God has instructed us. Mighty God. God has instructed us. That's uh, Colossians 3 and 17. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of our Lord Jesus, giving thanks unto the Father. If you're going to call on him, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I want to be saved. What do I need to do? I need to call on the name of Jesus. I want deliverance. What do I need to do? I need to call on the name of Jesus. I, I, I can't be afraid to call on his name. I can't think of why well, I'm unworthy. No, no. He, he made you worthy. He, he said call on his name. And by giving that order, by giving that order, no matter what you've done, where you've been, what you said, he's given you a key to salvation. God bless you. Continue to pray for pray for us as we are praying for you. And again, if you have any questions, go to connectingtruth.org, connectingtruth.org, and contact us. Let us know. If you have any questions about on the doctrine of baptism, on the doctrine of the Holy Ghost, then let me know. I am personally answering because your soul needs to be saved. Or maybe you're out witnessing and, and, and you, you have questions uh, that, you, that you would like to get help with and you have not been able to get any, I don't mind helping to seek out an answer. I love the word of God and I love getting into the word of God and seeking answers out for uh, questions. Uh, that we don't have answers or I may not have an answer to, then, then it challenges me to, to go. I love Bible trivia. And, and so it challenges me to go and to dig into the word of God. You know, uh, one day we were talking about the book of Revelation and how in the book of Revelation, uh, it speaks about 24 elders. And I heard a, a minister uh, say that, that, well, that is, it represents the church. 
it, that didn't sit right with my spirit. And I had to go over into Chronicles and, and searching and I found what who the 24 elders were. It was an ordained position office set up by God that was located in the scriptures. David founded in the scriptures and carried out that order. The elders is the only office that you find mentioned on that side of the rapture of the church or that side of 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16. You don't hear of any other office, not bishop, prophet, uh, evangelist, pastor, teacher, or anything for the perfecting of the saints. But you do hear about the office of elder, which meant it pre-existed. It pre-existed. Everything that has been established when it comes to the church and the order of the church pre-existed. And then men tainted from sin through greed have messed some things up. The Nicene Court uh, started speaking about a Trinitarian doctrine and declared themselves as being Roman Christians. We won't go into that history this morning, but they messed some things up. The only doctrine from Genesis to Revelation, Jesus said, behold, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. It's written all about him from Genesis to Revelation. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. God bless you. God bless you. Again, if you have any questions, you know, um, we're going to post the this again on our website, the baptism, you know, and maybe there's somebody that want to be baptized. If you are in the uh, Orange County, San Bernardino, Riverside, Los Angeles County area, you know, um, we're not far and you can uh, contact us and you can be baptized in Jesus name for the remission of sin. You can even tarry for the Holy Ghost. The Bible said that the, the, the apostles and them were filled with the Holy Ghost more than once. More than once. When Deacon Philip was, they called Philip an evangelist, uh, but the Bible said he was a deacon. It didn't say nothing about him being an evangelist. He just happened to be out and about. And while he was out and about, just like you're out and about sometime, maybe you're at Walmart, maybe at the fish market. You know, I would like to have some fried fish today. Listen. And so you out and about doing your thing and you feel led to go, uh, hey, you see a brother. Hey, brother, how you doing, man? Man, you know, I just want to, I just felt led to, to, to holler at you, man. How your day going? You know, man, do, do you know the Lord? And, you know, however you want to approach that person, you know, maybe you might start off talking about football, soccer. I don't know. But eventually you start talking about the Lord. And so Philip, um, and she got close to the eunuch and they, he, the eunuch, he heard him reading and he asked him, he said, uh, he, he, they began to talk about the scripture in Isaiah and the eunuch said, well, is this, is this person talking about himself? And you know, what, what is he describing? What's going on here? And Philip began to talk to him about Jesus Christ and they stopped the carriage. They stopped it. And the eunuch was baptized in Jesus name. For the remission of sin and at that moment uh, Philip was caught up and he was found in another location Deacon Philip was caught up transformed from that spot uh, to another spot so when you watch Star Trek and you see them being moved around from ship to ship and all that no they weren't they didn't come up with that ideal first no God had that already yeah so there's nothing new under the sun <laughs> thank you Jesus Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for your goodness and grace. Thank you for your word this morning, Lord God, and exhorting on the doctrine of baptism. Lord Jesus, I pray and ask that you would bless those that have listened, those that will be listening later, Lord God. Lord Jesus, and you know, as they understand what you said, what you had to say about it, Lord Jesus, and no matter what, we're going to obey your word. Lord Jesus, in all things, we ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Ghost rest, rule, and abide henceforth, now, and forevermore. 
I will be back online uh, in a couple of hours as I go to minister uh, at another service. And so if you see the link pop up, uh, join in. Hear what's going on uh, in the service. I, I, I talked this morning. I'm going to preach this afternoon. I, I love teaching. I love teaching the word of God because I get to explain. And so I do a lot of teaching uh, and, you know, and I know what it means to preach the word. And so I'm going to preach it this afternoon as well. And so we're looking to have a good time in Jesus name. God bless you uh, again. That's going to be after about 1230 this afternoon uh, Pacific time. Uh, until then, be blessed, be strong in the Lord.